Happy Sunday and welcome to Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B, here to provide you with your favorite way to start the week. Every Sunday, we explore new topics and dive into conversations that matter and some that truly do not. Tune in each week to smile, learn something new, and join your favorite brunch gang. Let's get into it. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride on a recovered Desby sleigh. Hey, hey, it's your girl. She is back. I would say she is better, but it is relative. Okay, we we are so much better than last week. If you guys listened to last week's episode, first and foremost, I just want to say you are one of God's toughest soldiers. Okay, no pun intended with our chat that we will be having today on religion, but also just kind of thank you for giving me the space to speak. And so many of you reached out and we're also in a place where you're like, you know, I didn't know I needed that message today, but like, wow, X, Y, Z. So last week, I'm going to be honest, like, I'm not going to tell you like, go back and listen. Like if you haven't already guys, like go listen to last week, probably not. However, I had a really, really hard, I've really had a, a hard last month. There's just a lot of moving pieces, a lot of moving factors in life all the time, but especially like in the past month, it just feels like I can't catch a break. And I say that also with respect that like, There's always someone going through worse than you. There's always someone going through less than you, but your situation still matters. And I think we've gotten in this like trauma porn contest, like where it's like, well, I'm like, I'm going through something worse. So, you know, be grateful. You shouldn't be able to complain. It's like you could stub your toe and I know how bad that hurts. You deserve to complain, right? Um, so it's all relative, right? And I think we all need to hold space for our own emotions and our own experiences that we're going through, but it was just a really tough week. And so I'm glad to report I am back. I'm better with that. There is no new episode next week. I want to make that very clear. It is Christmas Eve. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I drop a banger? But then the other part of me, like I mentioned last week, I was like, I'm allowed to like have a week off. I'm allowed to not have to have a new episode. And especially with it being Christmas Eve, I would only hope you guys have someone to enjoy it with. And I don't want to like have a new episode. I just, I just don't. So there's no episode next week, but we do have a banger on New Year's Eve, New Year, new me. You know what I mean? So excited uh, why it came on. So we recorded that actually earlier. So this is my second podcast of the day. So by the time you guys go listen to the other episode and now what will be two weeks, you'll understand. But um, we had it recorded earlier just because of my editors going out of office for Christmas as they should. And so I wanted to make sure I had all my, both my episodes ready and ready to rock. So I am probably like, I'm definitely not looking my best today. And you know, this is what you get here. First and foremost, like, don't be shocked. I meant to grab my sunglasses on the way down. Cause I'm, I just kind of like went with the vibe last week. I really did enjoy it. However, I am cold as shit, but guess what I have? I have my heated blanket. So I bought this from Meyer. God, I, I love Meyer so much. I love Meyer. Now I will say we don't have a target around us. So Meyer is my target, but I also, I've always loved Meyer. So I bought this at Meyer. It really perked my interest because when we were younger, we were very poor. <laughs> so to afford heat wasn't really a thing. Um, we kept our house at the bare minimum of what would be a low electric bill low heating bill. So what my mom did always do was made sure that we had electric blankets at night, which honestly, like looking back at it, is that a fire hazard? Like are heated blankets all night a fire hazard? I don't know. But you know, when push comes to shove, you do what you need to do. So she always had heated blankets for us. So when I saw this in Meyer, it like kind of just brought me back to like memory lane of just the coziness of a blanket on you that is heated, right? So I bought this, it's like a little like personal blanket. So it's pretty tiny, but you plug it in. It has like a nine foot cord. It was like $19, it was on sale. And so I got it. because so I was like, this will be the perfect blanket for brunch for the winter while I'm down here, I'm shaking in my boots and I'm freezing. So this was a good little addition. I do wish it was pink, but we're gonna have to deal with the gray. So I will say I am so toasty right now. And it's actually making me enjoy podcasting because the episode we did earlier, I didn't have a blanket. And White and I were both so cold by the end that we're like, 
we should have had like a heater on going on. Like it was so chilly. So I'm excited to be here today. I am warm and I'm feeling well. The next thing that I'll tell you is very exciting. You guys know I am a phone case whore. Okay. If there's a case, I'm a have it. All right. I have been very conscious ever since getting my new phone of limiting my case purchases. I have been very aware of my addiction. I have admitted my addiction and I'm now seeking help in my addiction. However, this did not help because there has been, okay, so, so for so many years, I always ask people, what are your guys' favorite cases? Because I will try them all, okay? One case in particular that a lot of people always said was a brand called Wally. It might be Wally, might be Wally. I think it's Wally. I don't think I'm mispronouncing it here. You never know when you get internet-based brands, right? Like what you're saying and what it is. So they've always said that. However, when I went to go look at them probably about a year ago now, most of the cases were just a little boring for me, like too neutral. And you guys know me, okay? Look at the background. I want pink. I want fun. So anyways, Wally reached out to me about two weeks ago now, and they're like, hey, we would love to have you on like as an ambassador, an affiliate. You get your own code, and you can try our cases. So I was like, okay. First off, tell me I can have a code for a phone case. Like, please, say no more. However, I've heard great things about these. So I was like, okay, I'll give it. So anyways. I got this in the mail yesterday. So the beauty behind the case is that there is actually a wallet component already there. You can't like stuff everything in there, but if you were like going out, you just needed your ID, one debit card, something, you're good there. Then you have this like elastic thumb loop or like finger loop. So it's not like a pop socket. It's not like the cases or the things that you kind of attach to a case to make it like this. It just, it's very naturally integrated. I have been loving it. There's so many different like orientations I can put my fingers into it. I can, it just feels very supported. I've really been loving it. And this case specifically is so fucking cute. For those of you not watching, cause you're losers. There's like a black speckling with a white background on it. And then we have like an orange, a light pink and a neon pink lightning bolt. And then like a pink strap. So cute. So the good news is you can now use code DESB10 to get 10% off your Wally order. So if you're a phone case addict like me, go ahead. I think this phone case is called like the flash or something like that. So I'm super pumped. I love phone cases. And this is actually my first code I've ever had with a phone case. Isn't that shocking? That's jarring to me. So we're dipping our toes into new spaces, ladies. We have phone cases now. We got skincare. We have athletic wear. We have, what else do we have? baby stuff. We have supplements. We have, you get it. I'm everywhere. Okay. (laughs) No shame in my game. So I'm very excited with that. You know, this past week I had been going through my downhill battle (laughs) to get back uphill. And so I, I didn't really have like the most time to really dive into pop culture, but I just, I needed an escape from my reality. So I was like, whose life can I sulk in more? Okay. First off, I upset a lot of people on Instagram and TikTok this week. I reposted my little religion snippet from two episodes ago. It got almost, I think, 900,000 views on TikTok, like 70,000 likes, hundreds and maybe thousands of comments. A lot of people, it ended on the right side there. Let me tell you that. It, It was on the right side of TikTok. Like a lot of people felt very seen. They were like, preach, you know, no pun intended. Like, do we say preach? Like, I don't know. Anyways, all jokes. Then I put it on Instagram. That shit also went viral. Um, or like, you know, Instagram viral. I think it's like maybe 300,000 views right now. Let's actually look at what the people are saying. Because let me tell you, there were a lot of pissed off men in the chat. And the thing that is most interesting to me, and again, we will chat about this in a minute, is that the majority of people who were so angry in these comments were men, who is what I notice benefits the most from Christianity, which is what I was like speaking about. And we'll get into it in a second. So it has 543,000 plays in, yeah, just not a lot of happy campers in that. So I pissed off a lot of people this week. So that had me pretty distracted as well, but also all in good faith, no pun intended. Um, because I think that it's important to question things. Like it's important to question ideologies or else like, we're all fucking sheep. Like we're just following 
whatever everyone's saying. And whether that has to do with like your own personal beliefs, questioning like your boss at your job, questioning your teachers in school, questioning, you know, again, religion, questioning the government, questioning politics, question, you know, whatever. If you're not thinking for yourself, you're the problem. Like you have to be able to think and ask questions, even if it's awkward. You know, what happens to us after we die? Like, why does no one want to talk about that? It's because it's awkward, but by questioning it, it's just important. And it doesn't mean that like in two years, maybe I'm going to be like raw, raw, rawing for Jesus again. It doesn't mean that right now I'm like anti-biblical, anti-Christianity, anti-religion. It just means I don't know. And like who actually does? None of us fucking lived BC. Okay. We, we have the Bible. Are we sure? You know, it's like, it's like a big game of telephone. Like how do we know what is, what was really real? No one, no one is here from that time. You know, we're just, we're going off of like old text messages, it feels like. So anyways, we'll, we'll keep breaking into that in a minute. I promise you that. However, I wanted to get into a few clippings from this week that had me shattered. Number one, again, this is a couple weeks ago because now we're rehashing a few things of where I was just way too upset to talk about. But Taylor and Travis, they were at Arrowhead this past weekend. So she went to his game again. They released a little bit more like romantic photos. She's kissing him on the cheek. It just is so high school. It's so... High school musical, then you gonna let it go. It's the best part we'll ever know. Jump into the future. You guys know the song, but hold on to high school musical. Shout out to my Troy, Zach Efron, for also getting his Hollywood Hall of Fame star on the ground this week. Okay, love you, baby. Troy forever. Um, however, Taylor and Travis Slang, okay, killing it. She did also get Times Woman of the Year. Are we shocked? Okay. She has done a lot. Whether you like her or not, you cannot look at what she has done in her business career, giving back, et cetera, and be like, yeah, she's not doing anything. It's like, you're lying. Doesn't mean you need to like her. It's just like, be aware of what she's done for quite literally the economy. It's nuts. So times one of the year, she also um, elaborated on her and Travis's relationship, which I told you guys from the beginning. I'm like, I know they were together longer than that first game. Who, who would debut at a game? First date, you're at a game. <laughs> you're killing me. Okay, you're killing me, Smalls. So anyway, she had some really cute clippings, and I'm sure you guys have seen them by then, but I just read the whole interview, and I was just like, <laughs> I just love this so much. Like, she has never been this vocal about a relationship, and I'm just really, really happy. So next up, we had the Vanderpump Rules Season 11 trailer. Now, I have not finished VPR. I could probably use the drama right now. Like, I think I could revisit it and feel pretty good, but I've been stuck on, like, Plathville. I was doing my... Bat, golden bachelor, etc. So, you know, that's where I had been. However, Sheena and Tom Schwartz have made out. I don't know when, we don't know how, but with how hard Sheena was going on cheating, X, Y, blah, 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 to see this bombshell dropped in the trailer, my jaw was dislocated because Tom and Katie were together. And again, I can't really speak on where their relationship is now and don't ruin it for me. I just don't know. But I was like, damn, for once, it's not Jax Taylor. For once, it's not Jax. Can we hear, can we give it up? Way to keep yourself out of trouble, buddy. Um, but also we'll see. So very exciting because uh, I do think I'm just going to skip forward to probably like maybe season 10, maybe season nine and just kind of like dive in and pretend like I, I watched the other seasons. We'll see. Next up, we had Selena Gomez go on like a fucking social media bender. She commented on a post pretty much just explaining that she was in a relationship with Benny Blanco Blanco. I think it's Blanco. And it was great, right? Like, that's great. She was like owning up to it. Like he's the happiest I've ever been. And then she started responding to other people. By the way, this was like a fan page that posted it. Like it wasn't like people or like e-news. It was a fan page that she was then actively commenting on like her real life page, commenting back to people, like kind of like roasting them, trolling them back. Like if you were a real fan, you would be happy for me. Like just weird shit. And I was like, what is what in the good fuck? Like, I know that they're still human. And we say, like, I say this all the time, like they're allowed to have their emotions, but it was wild for me to see her like commenting on a, like Selena news page, right? Like it was like, that's what you're doing right now. It just felt like, it felt like too personal. Like it was like someone else gave her the rights to comment when like maybe normally she doesn't control her comments. And it was just like way too personal. So then I think she was like, I'm going to take another social media break. And then she was like back on a day later. It was, it was just a strange energy. I was like, are we okay? 
But then the next day she was spotted in New York with Taylor Swift going out to dinner or something. They were both looking fantastic. Someone else also said then reposted and was like, what if Selena is on reputation? And it had my mind swirling because they have both been through this really dark spot in the media at any point slash like always. And I feel like they could have like the craziest vault track ever. And with how close Selena and Taylor are, I'm shocked they've never really done something together besides like covering each other's music or like kind of like singing with each other in a funny video or something. So I'm like holding out for that, but also like, bitch, where is reputation? Like, honestly, I know you're busy, but fucking get to it. Okay. Next piece of things we saw, we did see Kylie at the Wonka premiere supporting her man's Timothy Chalamet. I don't know how I feel about this movie. When I see Wonka, all I see is Bruce Almighty. What's his name? I'm ju- I just blanked. Blah, 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 blah. Jim Carrey. So do not come for me when I tell you that Timothy is not my Wonka. Okay. Timothy is not anything to me ever. Like he has never been an actor that I've been like, oh, like he's so handsome or he's so good. I don't even think I've watched anything with him in it. Besides, I think uh, like a little bit of a trailer of like that movie Dune, which I think I'd maybe like the movie, but I've never watched. So just for them to still be together, like it's just so jarring and shocking to me because like what universe, you know? So anyway, she showed on the red carpet solo. So we did not see them interact together. However, why the fuck would Kylie go to a Wonka premiere? Not really her speed. She also didn't like have Stormy with her or anything, which I think it would be more acceptable if you like had the kids and you're like, oh, like, you know, Stormy would love Wonka, like whatever, but it was just her. Thoughts? Let me know below. Sound off. Last thing, Britney Spears posted on her Instagram a photo of her and Jamie Lynn in like made a caption. Maybe it was, yeah, it was her and Jamie Lynn regarding her journey on Dancing with the Stars. Never late is better, but better late than never. Wait, is that what it is? Better late than never, but never late is better. There we go. That had me a little stunned because again, I was kind of like, I read the memoir, girl. I <laughs> like, I know how you were feeling. Um, so it was, that was a little bit shocking too. So again, those are just a few things I saw in the news this past week. Kind of had my ears perked, my eyebrows up. Now we have a lot of really great watches that I want to get to, um, as well as some updates. So first off six weeks to slay. <laughs> One of my favorite challenges start of the year, fresh and fucking badass opens December 31st. So if you want to do our challenge, coached or uncoached, it's the same price as it always has been. Um, Same thing for, you know, five years now. Um, However, we're upping the challenge winnings. Top winner will win $1,200 cash, as well as free entrance into the next challenge with a friend. Uh, Second place will win $850 cash with free entrance into the next challenge. And then the third place winner will win $500 cash plus a free free month of membership, or maybe if like three months of membership and then fit duo prize wins $750. So two of you can enter, um, as like a duo, you could split the 750 or one of you takes it, whatever you want to do. And then we also have prizes going throughout with many challenges. We're actually doing a DBFT etched logo on a hydro jug neon pink traveler. So if you are someone who you like prizes, you like accountability, you like community, Six Weeks to Slay is where it's at. Also, I will say we have a huge twist coming into Six Weeks to Slay and you will want to be a part of it. That's all I have to say. So I'm very excited. Um, The love I have for coaching, the passion I have for women, specifically postpartum, specifically working women, specifically busy women, et cetera, all women. You know, I started DBFT in 2016, selling workout plans on campus to people on Cash App and I started then the rest of DBFT, working a 40-hour week job, staying up at night, working at my mother-in-law's bar stools at her bar top, working on my little Microsoft Surface tablet. And um, it has just really come so far. And at the end of the day, it's always a full circle moment that it is my baby. You know, my baby 
will continue to thrive and flourish. And I care about my baby and the show goes on and we keep crushing it and we keep evolving. And that's my biggest thing for 2024 is the past couple of years have been so crazy with like the kids and motherhood and adjusting and honestly, just like the fucking trauma I gone through with pregnancy. There hasn't been a ton of like evolution, you know, besides like the membership and like doing like programs here and there, et cetera. But like, I'm so hungry to just like level the fuck up and just keep being like the best coaching and challenge out there. I'm not saying the biggest, right? I'm not, I am not a Katie Hearn. I am not Whitney Simmons. I am not Chrissy Chella. I'm not Hannah Oberg or whoever else has like these big apps and big followings. That's not who I, who I am, but that doesn't mean that they're the best. No offense. I'm the best. DBFT is the best. We might not be the biggest, but we are the best and we do it the best. And I, I fucking stand by that. So with that, um, I'm just so excited to like give more to my community and give more to my clients and all of these people that have continued to support me from the beginning. Like I have so many of you guys reach out here like, yeah, I've been following you since like 2016 or 2017 or even 2018. Um, and it's, it's just, it's why I do what I do. I just, I love what I do. And at the end of the day, like being an influencer, quote unquote, like partnering with brands, all that, that is fun. That's like what I ended up doing. But like I started DBFT before I was an influencer. Like I, I fell into being an influencer, quote unquote, by who I was as a person, but DBFT came first. Like I was not Des B before DBFT, like DBFT was born. And then I turned into Des B. Um, if you're kind of following that, like I didn't create a business out of being an influencer. My business was already created. And then I blew, like I blew up from that. So I will always take care of what I stand for. And that is giving the most to women. And I just, that's hot. You know what I mean? Like, I love it. So, all right. With that, as always, if you don't want to join the membership, that's also totally fine. Um, you can join the membership and as always use code brunch with Desby at checkout. You can get your first month for $19. We have new workouts coming in January. They're really fun themed as always like, come on. By now you guys know I create the best workouts and workout names. So we have a fun month of January, just starting fresh, starting new, new year, new you and new, new DBFT. I'm so excited. Next up, new Paragon dropped. Obviously, what was it, ladies? Wavelength by Desby. Ah! So I don't know what the stock looks like right now. I will say it was like the largest launch on perfect on purpose. So as you guys start getting like Christmas money in, or you guys just like are in a place where you're like, okay, check, check, check. Everyone's paid for now. What do I want? Where I think we're going to have enough stock for you to be able to revisit the website and load up. We didn't want it to sell out. Like that was like, that gives me the, the biggest ick in my mouth is when people do big launches, hype it up. And then it sells out. It's like, can't you like, are you a little bit more aware of like what your community needs? You know? So, um, we really wanted to make sure that you guys were taken care of and we made sure to do that. So let's go ahead and take a sip. I know you guys haven't drank much water today. It's probably one of my favorite quenchers flavors. Mm. I love Madarin or yeah, mandarin orange, but this mixed berry is one of my faves too. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Ah, so coming in January, we do have new Buff Bunny. Um, Petula launched their jackets. I think they're out of stock. I didn't double check today. And then we have probably new Petula launch, I would assume in January as well. So when in doubt, does be a checkout. You guys know the vibes. podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. I talk about BetterHelp a lot, seeing as that it's benefited me in the past two years. Some people think, you know, maybe, oh, things have to get really bad until you can go to therapy. You're like, I'm not depressed. Why do I need therapy? But really therapy is a tool to where you're using it before things were to get worse and to avoid being at your lowest low. I don't know about you, but why the fuck would you want to get to your lowest low before you climb out to the to the top again, right? BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't have to see anyone on your camera. You don't have to wear pants. You don't even have to put on pajamas. You could be naked wherever you're at and do a therapy session 
with your therapist. So for me personally, I like to put my AirPods in. I'll walk around my desk room. I'll go for a walk outside when it's nice out, whatever it may be. And that's what works for me. It is customizable and it is more affordable than most in-person therapy. Give it a try. See why over two million, million, trillion people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. And girls, don't forget to get on betterhelp.com slash Desby and put in that discount code. If you forget that, you do not get that 10% off your first month. And that is the deal with being a listener of Brunch with Desby. Let's go ahead and break into watches real quick before we finish it up with a little bit of Jesus chat. Watches, first off, again, last week I was in a disparity. We didn't get to chat about it, but I do want to touch on Golden Bachelor. There has been literally articles coming out about psychologists like breaking down Jerry's, Gary, Gary's actions during the show. I don't know how I feel about it because the edits of shows, like how are you going to sit here as a psychologist and like diagnose someone with like narcissism or this or that when like it's all edited, like it is a produced show. I understand where you could get like inklings of someone, but like to come out hard and be like, yeah, he, he only picked Teresa because she was in like a better financial place. I think it's like pretty brass, like to just say that, like, damn, you know what I mean? Just like to really make that assumption. But justice for Leslie, like the way she lit him up at the final rose was honestly like, it was warranted. Um, And the way she lit him up, like sitting on the couch when he was like eliminating her, you know, at the end of the day, he did what he wanted to do. And I can applaud him for that. And he, he really did take what Leslie was saying and just kind of like wore it. Like, he's like, you deserve to speak to me like that. That's fine. But I think what Gary did was exactly what he didn't want to do. And that was tell every single one of them that he loved them and that he pictured a future with them. And like, so I think that's where like the show gets so messy is that you do get so caught up in your emotions that you end up saying shit because you're like kind of in the moment and you're only seeing your tunnel vision on this one person with you. And it just gets them all in trouble. Like the same thing happened I mean, with a lot of seasons, but specifically I can remember Ben Higgins season with Lauren Bunshell or Brunshell and then Joe, Joel Fletcher. He did the same shit and she was so upset that he said, I love you to her. And then finding out he did it to Lauren too. And so it's like, it's just so messy. It's like, you always say like, just don't do it. But then you're like, okay, well, I don't know what I would do in that situation. So I'm not judging. It's just, that's where he really fucked himself was that. So he did end up picking Teresa they're actually getting married on TV. So they're doing like the golden wedding. I think it's January 4th or 14th. I feel like it was a four in it. So the golden wedding, like again, just at the end of the day, like they were just profiting off of this, which is like totally fine. Go off. Cause I, I will watch, but I just wonder if the last, like I, for me, I see like, why not? You're so old at that point. You're older and you're, you're just wise. Like, I feel like you just, you know more, you know, especially with both of them being in very long-term marriages prior, they, they like, know, you know, so I can see them lasting. It was just, it was really disheartening to be honest. The next one I watched this week was on Netflix. We had a really nice chill Saturday with my sister, my brother-in-law and the kids. And, um, we ended up just like vegging out all day. It was like the best relaxing, just rejuvenating day with my family. And we watched the, the old movie. It's called Lucy. It's with Scarlett Johansson. It was on Netflix. They had, I think just brought it to Netflix old movie. Like I think it's 2013, maybe not, you know, it's not too old, but you get it. It's a, it's not like from last year. And I just forget how good that movie is. Like that movie, Lucy and Limitless are probably two of my favorite random movies. Cause I love the idea of like watching movies that are so driven in the future and like looking at them now and still seeing like the pieces that they had put together back then. So it was so good, just a good movie to revisit. And if you've never watched it, I am obsessed with Scarlett Johansson, always have been. She's so hot to me. And I just love the movie Lucy a lot. It's really good. It's fun watch. And again, if for some reason you haven't watched it, go watch it. And if you remember it and you're like, oh fuck, like go watch it again. It was just as good to like rewatch. And it was almost like creepier because it was a lot of parallels of like AI. And it was like, ooh, ooh, that's scary. 
The next one I watched is on Netflix. This was very good. I was not expecting this to be good. I just kind of put it on in the spur of the moment. I love docu-series a lot. And so I watched the document called Harley and Katia. So it was a figure skating duo. They weren't a couple. They were just a duo. They skated together. She was from Russia. He was from Australia. Literally did not speak each other's languages, but they were both phenomenal skaters who needed a duo, like a pair partner, um, in order to skate professionally at like the Olympics X, Y, Z. So I don't want to ruin it for you. If this sounds interesting to you, go watch it. If you want to watch it fast forward, because I'm going to ruin it. Three, two, one. Okay. So they end up becoming a pair. She comes over to Australia, earns citizenship. She's at the time only 16. He at the time was 18 or 19. So he was older than her again. This wasn't like sexual or anything in nature. It was just a platonic like skating partner. And so she ended up coming over, getting citizenship and competed as an Australian skater, although she was like Russian. So at this point they did everything by the book. They were skating nonstop. They had two very, very hard coaches. Um, but they ended up just like winning, 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 like a phenomenal ride of just like, holy fuck. They've been skating with each other for like months at this point. They're just doing amazing. So fast forward, Katya is like not very supported because she like doesn't speak the same language. All the reporters like only go to this Harley kid, the, the guy, because they can't understand Katya. Like there was just no extra support for her in Australia. And I, I, that's kind of where it got to with the story was that like, we need to support young athletes, number one. And number two, when we have international athletes, international people, et cetera, like there needs to be interpreters. There needs to be support. There needs to be mental health help, especially um, in sports. And this is something I'm very passionate about because it reminds me of not just myself and my situation with the NCAA, but with Wyatt and his situation with the NCAA. Once he was done being done playing football, the day that I was cut from the volleyball team, it, it was just like, ta-ta, ta-ta, go figure it the fuck out. Go fucking figure it out, right? Like NCAA athletes, NCAA athletes, athletes around the world who play professional sports in general, you're kind of spoon fed, spoon fed, what? You're kind of spoon fed. Um, everything's kind of just handed to you, but it's because that's your job. Like you're doing so much as an athlete. You don't have the time to book your classes to do whatever, you know, you get it. So that was like really sad to see that happen. And so I was kind of feeling her on an emotional side of just being thrown into the situation, not being supported. So anyways, fast forward, they had a fallout, blah, blah, blah. Here's where it gets crazy. She ends up quitting uh, skating because she ends up having um, epilepsy and she drank herself to almost death, like liver, like alcohol, like not good. So she ends up having to go to a point of um, going back to Russia to her family. No support. No one reach out, reaches out to her X, Y, Z, right? Like radio silence from the skating community, et cetera. And come to find out, she ends up jumping from a six story building and kills herself. That was like within the past, the last five minutes, like they dropped this fucking bomb on you. And then the, the series is over. Now it wasn't done bad though. It was a great like documentary, but she, she was so depressed. She, she couldn't no longer skate. That's all she's done for 18 years of her life. No one supported her. No one reached out to her. Their, her money like was immediately taken from her like because she couldn't skate anymore. So it's like, sorry, we're not paying you X, Y, Z. Like she had no other understanding of how to be an adult. And so she killed herself and it was so fucking sad. And so anyways, it was a great done documentary. So if you end up obviously not watching it, if you just listen to me, spoil it, it just, it was a great story. Um, and it was such a reminder of just like mental health awareness and especially in sports with kids and huh, everything above and beyond was great. So that, that was a little bit of a long-winded ex explanation, but I have two more. Okay. First off Plathville, they dropped an extra episode. This is basically just Ethan and Olivia declaring their divorce, which they did a few months ago on social media anyway. Um, but man, Olivia went in on Ethan and it, it was just really sad to see them do that. Like on camera, I know it's a part of what they kind of like signed up for, but I do know that I think from some clippings, Olivia is still going to be in the next season, but I think they're going to maybe follow her separately. I don't know, but I did, I think get confirmation. It said that she was still going to film in the next season. 
So like good for her, like whatever these TLC families do, they, they're ranking in so much fucking money is ungodly. Like it's crazy. So good for her. Like, you know, get your coin at the end of the day, but it was really sad. So that was good. If you haven't ever watched Plathville, it's such a good binge show. It's on TLC. I watched it on YouTube TV. You can also watch it on Hulu, um, and like replay. It's so good. The last one, this one's going to take a minute because it's also going to lead into our chat about religion. Same with kind of the Plathville thing, but Oh my gosh. The documentary on, on max. I hate that. I can't call it HBO max anymore. Cause they like rebranded or whatever it's on max. And it is called mother God. This was the fucking craziest. One of the craziest cult stories I have ever watched. And it was so well done. Like the documentary itself was fucking great. Like I felt very okay so the beginning was a little bit hard because you were learning about like this girl Amy Carlson her journey her spirituality where she ended up going and you were kind of just like okay what the fuck is going on you're seeing all these different people um that are it says you know leader or it says maybe like mother god meaning like they're a part of this cult you're like what the fuck is mother god what's going on so it was a little bit hard to piece together at the beginning but like they did it for a reason it was just kind of like okay like give me more like I need more now because I'm starting to get lost And then they kind of tied it together with a bow. This is the craziest cult story I've ever seen. Like, again, I don't want to ruin it for you if you don't, if you haven't watched it yet and you want to, but like you have to. Let me backtrack also by saying two weeks ago when I talked about religion, one of you guys had messaged me and I wish I remembered your name, but you said, hey, if you, if you have been questioning religion and you think, you know, if you're open to just different stories and crazy stories, you have to watch Dr. Phil season two, episode one of this girl thinking she is God in her parents, her mom and her sister worried about it or something. Come to find out this is the fucking bitch that was on there. This was her story. And they showed her on Dr. Phil. They showed her family. Like it was crazy. So anyways, shout out to that person who brought that up. I hope you watched that documentary. So this is before I think it even came out. This person told me to watch this specific episode of Dr. Phil. So, um, she ends up thinking this girl ends up thinking that she is God which is crazy because she grew up like managing a McDonald's, climbing up in McDonald's. She was like a huge manager. Like she was doing a great job. And like, she just grew up like normal. So it's like, how do you just like one day wake up and you're like, I'm God. Like that's like mental illness, right? Like that's mental illness to like put yourself in a position of thinking you have real power. So anyways, they start doing just like woo woo shit. They're like streaming their lives all day. All of these, all of these girls and men start to follow this girl from her like websites, her blog, her YouTube she starts going like viral. I mean like her base, like at one point she says in the video, like our website did a record number of 45,000 hits in one day. That's crazy. So like her blogs, her wherever, however they were doing it, whether they knew what they were doing technically or not, they were doing it. This was reaching a lot of people. So she was doing like Facebook lives, Instagram lives, and their whole home, they were all living together like a, like a commune. And their whole home would like be live on streams all day, just like sharing the works of mother they all still call her mother. So you might be wondering, what do you mean they still call her mother? Well, she fucking died. She died because she was an alcoholic and I'm pretty sure her liver failed. Um, toxicology reports ended up reporting that her, her organs failed, her body just shut down. So she died at the end and they transported her body. So first off, they kept her in this bed at a hotel when she's fucking dead. They told no one for like 48 hours. They were just chanting around her. They had fucking Christmas lights on her. They were singing guitars to her. They were still touching her and like moving her body, claiming that she was like regenerating herself and that like the galactics were going to come get her. Wow. It was insane to see the conviction of these people talking about it. Like to this fucking day, they believe it insane. So she's fucking dead. They drive across five state lines, which mind you is like, what the fuck? They put her in the back seat, bro, fucking dead, her dead body just to transport her. Then they end up putting her in her bedroom and she mummifies in the fucking bedroom, dude. She's in a, she's in a jacket 
She's in, uh, there's lights all around her, like, like Christmas lights. She's a fucking mummy in bed. Bro, they told no one. They didn't even report her as dead for like a few weeks, right? Until they got a welfare check um, by one, because Michael, which again, you would meet him and stuff if you watch it. He basically ratted him out, whatever. So if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have told anyone that she had died. Like they, like they were waiting for spaceships to pick her up. They were on so many medicinals. They were on so many shrooms. They smoked weed all the time, which like weed doesn't do crazy shit to you, but they were on psychedelics too. They were constantly drunk. Like she constantly had like a father God too. So whoever she like basically wanted to fuck, she was like, Hey, you are, you are God. You are all, you are father. Like it was fucking crazy. And the weird thing is, especially with cults. And I think we all know this cults unintentionally, whether they're like, if they're led by someone a little bit loosey goosey, they prey on the people who have past issues. Like maybe they're going through something traumatic or they had gone through something traumatic or something. So the stories behind all the people that you know, that they kind of reveal joined this cult. They're also lost themselves. And it was, it was just so fucking sad. Um, because they had given up everything. Like the one guy, he was like, I cleared out all my bank accounts. I cleared out my 401k and I gave it all to mother. Could you imagine today me saying I'm God and you guys being like, okay, I trust Des. I'm going to go live in her, on her commune. I'm going to give her everything I have. I would hope that you guys would question yourself. You know what I mean? It was fucking nuts. I cannot elaborate. Like I wish I could have taken more notes and done like a full episode on this cult because it was fantastic. Like it was crazy. I am so obsessed with cult stories. Like especially ever since the escaping twin flames, watching these now two back to back and realizing too, by the way, like this was in like 2018, 2020, 2021. Like this is like new age shit. Like these are people you would think in our lives with where we're at with technology, X, Y, Z, these would be people who would put their fucking thinking caps on and be like, oh yeah, that's silly. Like I'll give you grace back in the like seventies, eighties, nineties, where we didn't have a lot of space to communicate with one another being like, Hey, beware of that. That sounds silly. But like, these are grown ass people in the year of like 2020, 2021, 2022. How are you getting bought into a cult in 2022, 2023? And it's still going like there's people out there in cults still right now. It was so nuts. You guys have to watch it, please. Even if there's just like a free seven day trial of HBO max, go fucking do it. You will not regret it. Please do it. And while I'm on that topic, the, uh, documentary on, I think I already mentioned this a couple weeks ago. They eat, or I'm sorry, pray, stay sweet, pray and obey on Netflix. Happy shiny people on Amazon. Let us pray P R E Y on, on max. And was it on HBO Max, like Heaven's Gate. That's another cult one too. But the other two are about like um religious cult. Oh, 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 sorry. Wild, wild country on Netflix. <sighs> another fucking weird ass cult. Um, kind of like religion thing. I think it was like uh, a mixture of, I don't know what religion it was. Maybe like Hinduism. I don't know. It was, oh my God, crazy. So write all of those down and go watch them. I promise they will not disappoint. Let's get into our last segment of the podcast. I don't know if I'm ready to be canceled. Just kidding. I don't care. It's, it's not canceled either. It's just like ugh. people get so get their panties in a bunch about religion when you question it and they're so passionate about it. It's like, Hey, just let's just chat. Okay. That, that's like what I'm here for because I have had such different experiences with people within the religious circle. And it's always bothered me in some capacity. Like I even think back to when I was in high school I transferred to a new high school the end of my freshman year. And before then I had been going to the youth group, been going to the church. I met a few people who were then going to be like at my new high school. They were like my friends and we were like the cool kids of youth group, which is so fucked up because like, why are you like, you're a cool kid because of what, you know, I don't know. Such a weird dynamic, even in a youth group, like setting, right? But I remember going to a summer party. So we would have like youth group events 
where we would all like meet up and we would do like pizza night or something again, like very, very low key. Let me make that very clear, you know? However, I remember going to a summer party. I wore a tank top, like a strap, like a thicker strap tank top. I think I had a sports bra on underneath. I had shorts on. They weren't like extremely short, maybe maybe a little bit shorter than like Bermuda's, you know, but I was wearing shorts and I had on my old Navy flip-flops, you know, vibes. And this person, this group of people at the summer party, mind you, it's like hot as fuck outside, had the audacity to gossip about me at the party I was at and saying how I was extremely immodest and how I was like so disrespectful and like creating gaze on my body and how like, you know, it's such a disrespect or whatever. And like, so it was, it was from that point and even earlier that I remember quite a few times feeling extremely uncomfortable in a church setting and in this specifically in like Christianity, right. And, uh, I, I think technically I went to like a Baptist church in my earlier years, Um, but I was technically baptized Lutheran as a child. Like my mom grew up in a Lutheran school. So growing up, I would always have to go to like VBS and all these things. And I would always think it was so fun because like, I love to socialize. Like I've always been a social person. So when I thought of like going to vacation Bible school and stuff, I was just always really passionate about the idea of like playing with other kids and like doing crafts and like singing. So when I was in like hymns and shit and I wanted to join the choir in church, it wasn't necessarily because like I always loved singing the hymns. It was because like I fucking loved to sing. Like I I loved to sing. I wanted to be a performer so bad. I've told you guys this. So I was like, okay, maybe my time to shine is like pulling a Mandy Moore in a walk to remember and being like in the fucking church choir. You know what I mean? You're my only hope. You know, oh, please, please, Mandy Moore. That movie changed my life. So fast forward there, like I said, there's plenty of times where I felt uncomfortable in like a church setting. Once we moved to Florida and I got, well, backtrack, I went to a different church and this was the first time I was engulfed in what we would call like, uh, like a, like a mega church vibe, right? Like you have like people who are like maybe LGBTQ that are like, you know, playing the drums and we're like, well, like we're so accepting, like, but also we're still going to talk shit about the gays. Like how the fuck does that work? Right? Like it, like it was such a strange thing, but I remember seeing everyone up on stage, demonstrating them how they want, you know, like I said, some of them definitely were like maybe gay or some of them were lesbian, but they were, they were on the church team playing the drums and they were all like eclectic and cool, but like loved God. And it really turned me on. Cause I was like, yeah, like, I love this. We should all just be like in a commonality of like praising God, like what we were believing in and like doing it. And like, no one was judging each other. But then again, that's when I saw the other side of the coin where like all these people would be so accepting, but then they would go back in their Bibles and be like, but like, but like being gay, like technically isn't okay, but like we accept you here. So I'm like, again, I'm like, so are are you choosing to rewrite the Bible? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you believe then? Like, what are you going to sit here and stand for? Like, I just, I hate the construct of having like a, well, this is what was written. So we got to go with what what the Lord said back in fucking 15,000 BC. What? Like, that's nuts. If we have documents from 1500 and we're going to take, we're going to take information that we need to, how we need to be led from even before then. Crazy to me. And I've always thought that was crazy. Like, that's not new to me. I, I always questioned my grandma who would like, she was the one who was very highly religious in our house. I would always question her. Well, then grandma, like, why am I learning about dinosaurs? And like, they're able to date the world back only like a couple hundred thousand years old. But like God said that he was here X amount of time ago, or, you know, I would always feed into that. Like, Hey, like I just saw a fucking rock today at the field museum in Chicago that said it was a million years old. I thought God was only like 6,000 years old. Like for, for instance, right. I was always the one questioning it. And I'm always the one to question a lot of things. Like I, I am not someone who just like gets led. I don't necessarily need to be the leader, but I need to know why I'm being, why I'm following what I am. Right. I want to ask questions. I want to learn more. So once like I, I was engulfed in this like mega church vibe, I really loved it. Then I moved from Columbus to Florida during the time in the Columbus, I did actually get rebaptized. This was in 2017, 2017, I think 2017 I was baptized and I was very passionate about my time in the church. Like it was really, it was really changing my mentality. It was changing 
my circumstances, you know, like I, I was seeing things better. I had a better outlook, like all the things that like the Lord would do that I would know of, right. Is what I was doing. And at the time I had quite a few people around me and friends that were also highly religious and definitely impacting me and not in a bad way, but it's like, like your mom always tells you, you are your three people that you hang out with. You are who you, you, you are who you hang out with. Like my mom always told me that since high school. And so during this point in time, I had a lot of influential, like religious friends. So it, it made sense that like it rubbed off on me and it impacted me. And I, I discovered it then for myself continued. And that's when I felt really comfortable with getting, getting myself baptized again and redeclaring that from a point of personal choice. And to this day, like I don't regret it. It was, it was a great time of my life. And again, it's not that I'm like sitting here declaring that I'm atheist. I'm just sitting here saying like, I'm just struggling. You know, I just, ever since that time, I've just had also so many bad things happen to me. So many great things, but so many bad things. And it's just like, how is that fair? I don't know. Right. Like naturally, that's what we all think. Like, why me? Like, why is like, that's not fair, whatever. And it just, it naturally puts you in a spot of like questioning what is really out there. What does the end really look like? What happens? And, and I think maybe some of it does come from me having naturally like a fear of death in wondering, okay, what, what really does happen? And maybe it's scary to me to think that we might just go to an eternal world when like, like if I could have it my way tomorrow, when I pass away, I would rather be reincarnated to something. Like I really would. I think maybe that's what scares me. Like I want to be able to still like see my kids grow up. And that's, that's so fucking heartbreaking to say like out loud. Like I hate even talking about that, but like there's a day out there that we will all see without our own parents that our kids will see without us. It's inevitable. That is the circle of life. And it's, it's really uncomfortable to talk about. Um, it's fucking uncomfortable. Like if you ever want to get the most uncomfortable situation, like go into a meeting with your insurance person, with your husband and talk about life insurance and what happens when you die. That's the worst shit you ever have to fucking do. I hate it. So maybe that's part of like what opened my eyes is like the fear of dying and wondering what really does happen. But then also just questioning in general, you know, just wondering what really happened. (laughs) And I think like, that's the thing is like, I think, and I mentioned it earlier is like this big, like game of telephone of like, well, if like Peter told Paul and then Paul told fucking Noah and then Noah told Job and then Job told Moses and then Moses told Pharaoh and then Pharaoh told the Technicolor Dreamcoat kid. And then the, the Technicolor Dreamcoat kid told Santa. And then Santa told like the Easter bunny, you know? And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, so what really happened? Like, we don't have that. And so I think that's where like just a lot of my questions are of just like, how? And, and here's the other thing that like rattles me is like, I know that we found, we have found some like artifacts of like what people would call like maybe, you know, we've found parts of Noah's Ark, you know, like whatever we've found parts in Jerusalem of like Jesus. That's fine. But like, tell me if I'm wrong. Like we've found a lot more fucking dinosaurs than like biblical shit. You know, we found a lot more Trinosaurus Rex than like old Bibles or like artifacts or like the 10 commandments. Like, where's that at? You know, the 10 commandments was built in stone. We found a lot of stones. We found a lot of fossils. So where's that shit? You know, that's what I'm, that's all I'm saying. So it's just like one of those things I've always questioned. And I always, I think will continue to question. And like, that is part of what people then argue. They're like, well, walk by faith, not by sight. It's like, well, I want to see some shit. Okay. I'm tired of being directed to just like a fucking thousand page book. Okay. If I want to read a thousand pages, I'll go read Harry Potter. I'll go read Akatar. I'll go read fucking Iron Flame, okay? I don't have time to just sit here and read the Bible. And from what I understand, and again, sound off in the comments, this is open discussion, baby, is like the, the Bible is based off of a, lot of a lot of parables, meaning like not real stories, but teaching lessons. So how do we know that God isn't like a part of a parable and just te- that teaching us of like a higher power with like the creation of earth? Like, I'm genuinely asking you guys, okay? Do we really think the earth was formed from God? Like, from from a, a person, from that? Like, 
when I think of the earth being formed, and again, I'm just being real of like what I would picture is like, I picture some form of like energy. You know, I feel, I picture energy. I picture mass. I picture science. And, and that's really hard for me to, gr- to grasp onto. Cause again, I grew up hearing on the first day, God created man on the second day, blah, blah, blah. on the seventh day he rested. Like I grew up in fucking Genesis, babe. I get it. Like I've heard it. I've done it. I've done it. I've lived it. I've learned it. I've breathed it. I've done it all. And then just as I've gotten older, I've just, I've I just asked more questions, you know? And so it just gets more difficult. I think as you become more aware too, of like the people then in the Christianity community, Christian community in general, maybe not just Christianity, but like religious organizations, they're like the quickest ones to just like attack you and not support you in these questions. And it's funny because like when you ask them these questions, they just like manipulate you out of answering. Like none of them want to wander it too. That's what like, so whenever I'm in conversation with people in real life and I ask these questions, oftentimes they don't like want to go there either. Cause it's like, they get fucking scared to ask those questions too. Cause they're valid questions. And I don't even know, like, I'm not saying they're like, they're, I believe in like a higher power. I believe in a, like a purpose, I be, you know, whatever, but I just don't know what that is yet. And like, again, I've, I've been very open. Like I haven't been discovering that I'm, I'm not in a space to be open to receiving that or like do the work of educating myself on that or like dig myself back in. Like I've thought, and I've said this like two weeks ago, I think I said it in the episode. There's been a few weeks where like Elevation Church or Transformation Church um, or Hillsong will like pop up on my YouTube, like, you know, streaming started because I used to have the notifications on and I've wanted to push on it and I've wanted to push play, but I'm just like, I'm not ready yet. And I just don't know what that looks like for me right now. And again, I'm just, I'm not ready to explore it, but I think that, that it's so important to normalize just like asking fucking questions. Like it's okay to ask. And the one thing I wanted to kind of retreat back to was like with my TikTok, with my, well, specifically on Instagram, the biggest comments were from men completely attacking me for questioning religion and specifically like Christianity. And the one thing that I noticed in like, like, I mean, even from, just growing up and what my mom would always say and what my grandma would always say is like, we, we have to like serve our husbands and we have to, you know, provide the meals and we take care of the home and a husband, a husband leaves his wife to take care, or I'm sorry, a husband leaves his family, like his mom and shit, you know, whatever to take care of his wife. And then the wife surrenders to the man. And that's how a lot of people in my family and like distant family, they operate. They, they do all the home cleaning. They do all the home cooking and listen for some people that lights them up. But even when it comes down to sexuality, when it comes down to sex in the bedroom, it's all about pleasing your husband, pleasing your husband. Everything's pleasing your husband, like sex, please your husband. Even if you don't want to have sex, have sex with him anyway, because you have to make him happy because he's your husband and you're a woman of God. And you, you took on that role to be the provider of him in all needs. Like I, that is very traditional, right? But just like get a sense of where a lot of the community of religion specifically can go so conventional in that way, where it's like the role of a woman is to just be exactly that. It's like to be an object, to just like be a girl, be a woman who works at home, takes care of the kids, has kids, number one, does all the fucking work, and then your husband provides for you. Now, if those are traditional values in your home that you that you fucking love and you thrive off of, go off. Like that's totally fine. But with where I'm at, where I think a lot of society is at, that's where it bothered me that a lot of men were attacking. So it was like, men are the only one that are, men seem to be the only one that are threatened when people question Christianity specifically. Like men get uncomfortable. Now the opposite end of the spectrum would be maybe women getting uncomfortable because again, they've been raised to believe this idea that they are just a woman to be a home, like a home caretaker and a kid kid creator in a fucking birthing center. You know, I don't know. And again, these are very traditional, like I'm talking pretty old school, but there's a lot of people that still live in that mindset and that even maybe their parents do. And it still, it kind of rubs off on them or whatever it might be. And you know, for again, for a lot of people, they love that. They're like, I love, I love surrendering to my husband. I love doing what I need to do. That's fine. But like, listen, if dinner isn't on the table, why it's going to figure the fuck out for himself. Okay. I'm not coming. I'm coming. Hey, babe, did you eat today? No. It's because I didn't make dinner, right? 
Yeah, well, what am I supposed to do if dinner's not ready? I'm so sorry. Don't hit me. You know what I mean? Like, what? Isn't that nuts to think, like, your husband, like, wouldn't just make himself fucking lunch if you didn't do it for him? Like, I I have known people like that. What? You know what I mean? Like, what? So, anyways, those are just some, like, traditional beliefs, too, that just have always stuck with me. And, again, it's what I, like, grew up around. Very different than maybe what you did or also, like, maybe a different religion, religious sector, period. Like, I, I again, I grew up more, like, maybe Baptist and like Christian, just period, like Christianity, um, which can be different than someone who maybe like grew up Catholic or grew up like Roman Catholic or grew up Buddhism, Judaism. I'm not even good at religion. I wish I would have almost studied religion in college because I think it could have been really eye-opening of just like the psychology of it, the thought of it, et cetera. But like at the end of the day, like religion is still like a community of people that have like a common belief. And in similar characteristics of a cult, like I'm and I'm not calling Christianity a cult. I'm just saying, if we're thinking about the word cult, and then we think about organized religion, it's giving cult vibes, okay? <laughs> it doesn't mean we're all gonna be like, okay, and on the fifth day, everyone, we're gonna drink our poison all together. We need to be here in the church. I'm not saying that's what fucking religion is. I wanna make that very clear. I'm just making a point that's like when you have people who are all believing like one thing and you're following that one thing, it's where the cookie crumbles. Okay. It's kind of like a cult. Um, and the, and the only reason I think that we would argue it's not a cult is because, oh, but like, it's true, but like, it is true, but like we're giving, and, and again, I could spiral about this. Like my mind could just go spiral and, and it just like, I wish I had someone to converse with. Right. Cause I love having these open conversations. It's just, it's just important to like talk. Right. But like, you're going to church. They're telling you what to believe out of a book. They're preaching to you. And then they're passing around offering. And then they're telling you to give money to the church when like church is supposed to be free. But then that's how the pastors get paid. And at the end of the day, churches need money because the church is a business. The pastor needs to make money because he's like the CEO. So let me just spiral. Like some of these mega churches out there, do you guys realize like how much their net worth is? Like, let's look it up right now. Last thing we're going to do. Let's look up Joel Austin net worth. Austin is estimated to have a net worth of over $50 million with his church taking in $43 million a year in collections. According to the Houston Chronicle, Austin's church income was 89 million in the year of 2017. How much is Joel Austin worth in 2023? Net worth, 180 million. Annual income. $30 million. That's a fucking pastor who's still making bank. Like, like, and I think that's the thing is that these people are still employees, right? Like there's, it's still their livelihood. I don't know. Isn't that weird? Like, I don't know. You could get into like the business aspect of it, of a church and the, it just bothers me. Like, I wish that church couldn't pay anyone period. Like it was like, if you came it was 100% fucking free. They're not asking for offering. I would rather meet in a shack. You know what I mean? Like, we'll figure it out. Let's fucking Zoom call. We'll figure it out. But you could just go down so many spirals. And this doesn't just happen like in Christianity. I'm speaking like just overall organized spirituality, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know. So it's just been hard for me. And you can probably, after this conversation, you probably can see why. Like, it's just, there's a lot you could dive into. And I just wish I had a little bit more help when I'm ready to discuss these things. Like, I wish I could sit down with like someone in re- like a religious uh, degree. You know, like I don't want to sit down with a pastor because they're just going to like manipulate me. Like I want to talk to someone who's just very educated in religion, right? And that would be really fun for me. So if that's you, hey, sound off in the comments, let me know. But um, that's all I have to say today. We could have, ca- I could keep talking. Like I want to make it very clear. I could keep talking for like an hour. And I really wish someone was here to like communicate with me because I often feel like a black sheep of like, am I the asshole for like questioning this? You know, especially all that I've done. Again, I've been baptized. I've done the work. I've done Jesus stuff. I've been a Jesus kid. Like it's not like I'm anti-religion, anti-Christ, anti-love, anti-God. I just like want to figure it out for me, truly for me without outside influence. So I'm just kind of sharing that journey. Wow. So anyways, it is, it's now almost nine o'clock PM. I need to go hit the hay and you go listen to some more cult stuff. 
get my mind off God. You know what I mean? Shout out to also the skin, the skin bar, blah, my esthetician here in town. She gave me this cute sweatshirt with her embroidered uh, logo on it. So cute. And yeah, love you guys. Love you. Stay safe out there. (laughs) Have a beautiful holiday guys. I'm going to miss you so much next week. Crazy. Have a beautiful Christmas. Tag me in any of your Christmas gifts. And I just, I want to see Christmas gifts. I love seeing gifts. So I love you guys. Hope you have a great day. We'll see you on New Year's Eve, bright and early, bright and early and bushy tailed. Love you guys. See you next week. Well, oh shit. See you two. <laughs> see you two weeks. Bye. That's all for this episode of Brunch with Des B. I hope you enjoyed hanging out, laughing, or maybe even crying with me today because let's be honest, you never know what you'll get here. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, share with your family and friends, or even just to social media and tag me in it so I can share. Love you guys.